Welcome to Confidently Weird. I'm JJ. I'm Bo. And I'm Kim Kim. And this is your podcast to explore the curious and cryptic. Bizarre and mysterious. Eerie and unusual. Sit back and relax as we delve into our very own world of weird. Hello, fellow weirdos. This is JJ, and today I will be telling you the tale of the Selyard Sermon. I have to ask for your forgiveness on all of my pronunciations, and from here on out, I will be going by the creature's second name, Selma. Selma is Selma is a lake monster. She's been reported, seen over 500 times, starting in the 1750s. Um, Apparently she resembles an oversized anaconda, possibly humped, and the reports are always on a serpent between 30 and 45 feet long in Lake Seljordsvatnet which is near Telemark in Norway. Uh, The lake itself is about 12 miles long and a mile and a half wide, and supposedly home to these very large creatures, so it would make sense that there would be a lot of reports, a lot of sightings. And it does appear to be a rather well-traveled place. Selma herself has been depicted on the Seljord coat of arms, in Telemark since 1989. The first report, having seen Selma, was in 1750. She was said to have rounded the rowboat when the gentleman was on his way from Olvenus to Ness. As in like Loch Ness or Ness? No. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Okay. It's I didn't know. Olvenus. Olvenus. I- yeah. <laughs> I don't speak Norwegian. I misunderstood. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, there is some evidence that there could be an unknown creature or type of creature living in Selyard-Svatnet Lake, Selyard-Svatnet, but not actual proof. Um, so some of the stories of, or it's the sightings, if you will. Um, in 1880, Bjorn Bjorg and his mother Gunhild claimed to have cut an attacking Selma in half. They claimed that the lower half squirmed back into the water and the upper half remained on the shore to rot. Ew. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sounds more like they cut the tail. And the head is probably escaped in the water in the tail. The Kalas serpents or reptiles can lose their tail and still live. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And my, they go back like a region. My thought on that, on the squirming back into the water part, was basically like um, most, if not all things, if they get their head cut off, or even just when they die, will continue to twitch. 
and I kind of feel like squirming back into the water might actually have just been residual twitches that made the bottom half of an animal go back into the water. Just, yeah, yeah, you know, makes sense either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another sighting in summer 1918. Carl Carlson was fishing. He saw a creature approaching quickly. Um, he said the head was like that of a horse. I don't know if that means size-wise or similarly shaped. Maybe both. Um, there was about three feet of neck coming out of the water, and it came within about 150 feet and then sank down and just disappeared into the water. Later that same summer, Torgil Bjorg found large meat-like chunks, as if from a serpent creature, floating on the water. Um, I don't <laughs> know why you would know what meat-like chunks from a serpent creature would look like, unless is it common to eat things like eel in Norway? Yeah, I, I was gonna say, you know, Norse thing, Norse countries are they'll eat eel and different reptilian yeah. type. Yeah, things so like that makes that, sense. So, yeah. I guess to sort of know. Yeah. Gross, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, don't knock it till you try it. I never tried ill, don't want to, but to some people, mm -hmm. you might enjoy that fishy taste. <laughs> I mean, if you enjoy eel, eat the eel, but seeing large meat-like chunks meat -like floating chunks. in the water. Mm. That was saying, like, did the serpentine creature eat something else and they found it's, like, the rest of its meal, or was he saying that the creature itself was chunked? I mean, it said as if from a serpent creature. So you could take it either way. You you yeah. could you could. Ugh. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gross though. Yeah, I, I found that one lovely. And wait, is that the same last name as the first? Yes, okay. I noticed that too. I I thought so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a very popular. Right, name. I was gonna say, is it a Norwegian Smith? Or, <laughs> right. exactly. yeah, it could be. We, we aren't well-versed in Norway. Mm -hmm. um, the same gentleman on another outing to the lake actually saw something, he said, like a crocodile, it sort of disappear into a pile of stones. Hmm. Uh, it was an alligator. <laughs> well, Nor Norway is cold country. Yeah. So, yeah, like earlier when you were describing this creature, I was thinking like reticulated python. Like when the largest ever recorded was like right. over 32 feet long. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and anacondas. Anacondas are huge. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking it could be a large just serpent that's mm -hmm. been living in the depths of these waters. Because mm -hmm. um, it's in this singular lake. It's not like it, it travels or you've seen other mm -hmm. babies from it. It's just that one creature. I'll let you finish well, the story. Yeah, I'll, I'll continue yeah. and we'll come back to that idea because I do have some thoughts on it too. Um, more sightings. In 1920, Avond Fjordstuft, <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorry. Uh, he was also fishing and saw a creature coming out of the water. Um, he tried to move closer, but the creature itself turned away and went back into the water. 
Um, and then in 2001, so we're not all ancient sightings. Pretty recent. Um, an anonymous father and son, they did not wish to be named, saw, quote, a giant snake, end quote, at the water's edge. Um, apparently the creature's head was as big as that of a calf. And um, it was, it the creature itself was enormous. They said around 30 feet long. It slid back into the water when it heard the sun stumble. So it was apparently not keen on being interacted with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in 1977, Jan Ove Sundberg created GUST, the Global Underwater Search Team. Uh, it's not just on the search for Selma. It's looking for, apparently Norway has a lot of lake monsters. Um, and so it's, uh, they've been on looking for mysterious lake creatures in Norway since 1977, uh, this particular team. Um, they have been searching for Selma as well. Um, the team created the Cooperative Monster Eel Trap, also known as Comet, in order to try to capture a juvenile specimen. So far, unsuccessfully. They had to sort of make a little bit of a workaround because apparently it's illegal to try to catch them. I don't... To catch eels or to catch the serpent monsters? The way I read it... It seemed that they had to word it as an eel trap in order to be able to make it. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Norwegian government officials actually have also called off searches um, from some teams on certain occasions due to, quote, mating season. Um, Mating season of what? Right. Possibly Mm -hmm. in order to protect the local fauna or... Maybe Selma. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's very possible that the government knows exactly what this creature is and don't want the general population to know. Even right. the Norwegian government. Yeah, yeah. Any government mm. can have secrets. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There have been several instances of sightings. Obviously, there have been 500 at least um, sightings. And what I found interesting was that rather than there being a singular Selma, as we kind of think of Nessie as one singular creature. Right. Selma, the the animals, if you will, that were sighted have been different sizes, slightly different descriptions, but all very similar. And many times the animals reacted differently. Mm-hmm. So some uh, were aggressive and attacked, and others avoided. And I know that one animal can react differently multiple times, but my idea here is that we're looking at a species, not necessarily a singular cryptid. That's a good point. I, I was thinking that, too, that it it's a species of cryptid. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, it may be... The ones that are more defensive are either the young ones or the older ones that know to stay back. And then, you know, the ones that are more aggressive could be the ones that are 
younger and feisty or older and no better. You know, it, it, it and well, that was kind of dumb sounding, but yeah. <laughs> or even mothers. Yeah. You know, a mother of anything will mm-hmm. defend its, well, almost anything will defend its young. True. True. So that's an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, what you said earlier, Kim Kim, about um, the reticulated python yes. and also anacondas, um, I had thought, so <laughs> this goes into weird science kind of stuff, but um, whales are incredibly massive, right? Yes. Whales are incredibly massive because they live in deep, cold places. Mm-hmm. And so things grow bigger that way. Plus, and they're left alone. Like, they don't have right. natural predators to where right. they can grow. Yeah. So rather than your warm-blooded... Not warm-blooded, though reptiles are cold-blooded um rather than your warm place living pythons and anacondas that are in the places that they're from Mm -hmm. near the equator (laughs) um suppose an animal somehow got caught in this area when it was cold or when it was warmer and it gradually turned colder. They would adapt to it. And they would adapt, right? They would evolve. They wouldn't just immediately die off, not necessarily anyway. Mm-hmm. So you wind up with massive lake dwelling snake creatures? I mean, it's very possible. I mean, just look at the Galapagos. Yeah. Right? Before they were part of the mainland, once they separated and it was by themselves, they wind up evolving into animals of their own where no other animal in the world is like them yes. because they were left to their own defenses and how to survive in their climate. It's very possible, you know, somebody could have found uh, a reticulated python or some other serpent and kind of brought it there, mm-hmm. maybe bought a clutch of eggs. You know, the eggs surviving, they all medically have from birth learned to adapt to this environment mm-hmm. over hundreds of years. It's very possible that, you know, these waters could be um, having these these large, rather large snakes in them. Mm-hmm. Like you said, and, you know, through to their breeding and their being in this environment, it's very possible that we have evolved a brand new form of snake that we just haven't discovered. Right. Living in the depths of this lake. And I don't think you ever said how deep this lake truly goes. No, it actually didn't. I I didn't find a depth to the lake. I don't know if it's that discovered. Hmm. Like, uh, like for them to have an aquatic device, I'm guessing this lake has to be quite deep. So humans right. can't just dive there, right? Yeah, no, it's it's certainly not small. I mean, it's uh, what was it, 13, 12 miles long? Right. So, I mean, it's huge. Yeah, it's it's very possible. Like you said, it could be a mother defending her young young ones, old ones, and it could just be um, over 500 sightings over, you know, hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. You know, we could be looking at a new cold water reptile. Yeah. And there are actually cold water snakes. 
Um, there are snakes that live in like oceany areas, and yeah. they mostly stay in the water. They aren't yeah. your land species that you would actually that you would normally think of. Yeah. Um, so it's not entirely unheard of. It might just be, you know, something that is a curiosity, but not entirely discovered. I also think it's interesting that, you know, there's no, like, recorded or settings of these snakes hunting or killing anyone. Right. Or dragging them under the depths of the water. It's just sightings Mm -hmm. of them. True, yeah. The only attack that I read about was... um, was it Bjorn Bjorg and his mother? Yeah. Um, and they they killed it. So who's to say that it actually attacked, really? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we're talking about 1750, so it's not like anyone whipped out their cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, to get that proof. Yeah. And there are a few videos online but most of what you're going to see there is like ripples in the water. And I did, I'll uh, put a link, I'll try to put a link to the video. I did see a video where there was ripples moving across the top of the water in a very curious kind of way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you're looking at a at water type snake, that would make sense. Right. <laughs> And it would make sense for um, the snake to be able to put its head out of the water. But, I mean, to see a snake with a head the size of a calf is really... Just jarring, you know? <gasps> Very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> Not a snake I don't want to see eye. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, what kind of fish do they have in that lake to, to support a species like that? Right. I mean, it's obviously a popular uh, fishing location. What I want to know is why there haven't been more bodies of them showing oh. up. Oh, right. You know, like... True. It, it can't be immortal. Right. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, I'm sure, you know, like like you were saying, Kim Kim, about the Galapagos yeah. tortoises. Mm-hmm. Uh, or turtles. I'm not sure which. Um, I both. They, they mm-hmm. live several hundred years. And... You know, if this thing has evolved to mm-hmm. and to adapt to the cold water, maybe it's evolved to have a longer life too than right. uh, mm-hmm. our average snakes. That's that's very possible. And snakes themselves can live a very long time mm-hmm. and if left to it. Mm-hmm. And deep water creatures do as well. Like mm-hmm. like I was saying about whales, yeah. and there's right. that one shark that's like 500 years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, the megalodon? No, no, <laughs> no. That's <laughs> hopefully gone um but no there's the, there's a um oh gosh what is it it's oh, a cold water oh i know you're talking about the one i thought was a stink but it's not right yeah, yeah. it's a cold water shark yeah. and there's one particular shark that they've found and tagged i believe that's like like five or six hundred years old yeah i remember hearing that and he's like rough shape um Probably. also you gotta think of like um creatures for example why do we never really find blue whales washed up on shores or, you know, giant mm-hmm. squids is because once they die, your body sinks to the bottom. Other animals will then eat their flesh and their mm-hmm. bones remain at the bottom. So That's one of the reasons we might not, if they're constantly living their lives in the water, 
their bodies will so you know sink to the bottom of that lake. Yeah, that's true. And and even if partial bits of them wash up, it's not to say that you could really tell what it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure. there's a lot of things that have washed up, and it's like, what is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. without a DNA test, nobody's gonna know. Especially if it's you know serpent-like, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it would probably break down a lot easier. True. I mean, the guy did find the, the reptile flesh bobbing. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe it bloated as it died before it sank down to the bottom. And he, that's when he saw the remnants, perhaps. Yeah. And it could be a rare occurrence. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even an active uh, aggression from other creatures in that water. In the body of water while it was higher in the water. Because mm-hmm. so. we don't really know where they would rest right. you know i don't know if they would come up to rest or go down to rest or hover in the middle or like yeah like sharks mm-hmm. so yeah but you know also uh, when it comes to like sea snakes let's say like they generally give birth to life young so you might not find like a clutch of eggs true um or them you know curled up on eggs on the shore or something um because they give birth to life young like mm-hmm. sharks, you know, great white sharks, they give birth to one live young. Right. Yeah. So there's that also why you may not find remnants of babies. And if you were to find a baby, you might just think it's a normal sea snake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's really interesting. It really, the the thing with the government protecting it. Yeah. It's really longer. interesting yeah. to me. Like, it makes you feel like they know something they don't want the public to know. Right. Do they not want a flock of scientists there, you know, testing and catching all of their local fauna? Right. Kind of thing, you know? But um, I forgot, around what date were they first mentioned? Or to, like... 1750. Okay, so 1750. Or 50s. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible amount of time ago. Right. So I'm, I'm just trying to think back, like what environmental changes or disasters might have happened or occurred on that time. Like, I don't think there were any mm. wars or... Vikings. People. Vikings, yeah. But, like... Yeah, it's hard to say time-wise. I'm not... Yeah, but, you know, because, like, I don't... Who know? Who, no one can say, like, when they first start spotting these creatures, you know, at first it's like, are you just a mirage? Or is it just like, you know, oh... Mm. It, but now it's like so many sightings in the, and like one of the last sightings is all the way back was just what twenty two years ago. Yeah. So that's that's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're still seeing these creatures today, but now the government is like, we don't want you to explore it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there is a research team. I mean, not just for Selma, but it's it's interesting either way. Yeah. I it's not something I want to come face to face with. No. Do I believe that such creatures can exist? Do I think we discovered every creature on this earth? No. It's, it's very possible, but at the same time, after all of these years, you don't have not a true confirmed sighting or a skeleton of one. It's like, yeah, but you know, how many years until we prove the Kraken to actually exist? <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Giant squid. Ta-da. Right. <laughs> but ah. that episode is for another day. <laughs> yeah. 
And what we found was just a juvenile. So it was like that yeah. washed up on shore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how many, you know, dozens of years until we prove that the old wise tales could be true on that one? Different mm-hmm. episode. Who's to say, you know, 20 years from now, we find out that these cold water lake serpents actually do exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they're even common. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of unexplored Canada. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, um, I, I yeah, I'm curious if you have if you guys have anything to say about the Selyard Sarmon. Yeah. Any Norwegians out there or close to it who can give us more insight of what it's like living in the region or have you heard about it yourself or seen them or seen one yes we'd love people. to hear from anyone with any input that'd be great yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. so thank you for journeying with us to carry on find our links and join us at linktr.ee slash confidently weird podcast send your stories requests and suggestions to our email, confidentlyweirdpodcast at yahoo.com. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and as always, be confidently weird.